All right. Well, good morning. Good to see everyone out this morning. Thank you for being here in the house of the Lord. Let's go ahead and get started with a word of prayer and see what the Lord has for us this morning. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house to worship and to praise you. Lord, we thank you for the great weekend we've had. Lord, pray that you would just continue to work in our hearts and our lives. Lord, pray that you would speak to our hearts this morning. Lord, give us exactly what we need to hear to be better servants for thee. Lord, we love you. And uh, if there's one here that doesn't know you, may today be the day of salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alrighty, go ahead and turn to 201. 201. Turn back to 196. 196. The first, second, and last. Thank you. 
shake hands for a bit. when you get back to your seat, turn back to 197. 197.
your hearts for the message. All right. Well, good morning. Thank you for being here this morning. Good to see each one of you out. And uh, I want to say uh, praise the Lord for uh, what the Lord is doing here at our church back to Bethlehem this week. Uh, I'm proud and excited to say, I guess, uh, we had one saved last night. Amen. And uh, all the hard work, all the efforts that went into, uh, that has gone into this, all the prayer, um, we got to see a little bit of that. Uh, sometimes we don't see it. And I'm just thankful the Lord opened that up to us and we were able to see that uh, uh, this, this week. And um, I know that when we get to heaven, we'll see some of the results as well. And I'm just thankful that the Lord allowed us to see that. A young girl uh, yesterday trusted the Lord as uh, Lord and Savior, and we praise the Lord for that. As I was preparing the devotional for our Back to Bethlehem, the, the Lord impressed on my heart uh, just one word, and that word is gift. That word is gift. And, and uh, I believe that um, God gave us the greatest gift uh, when He sent His only begotten Son. The greatest gift this world has ever received is or uh, has ever come into this world is the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, that's what I want to preach on this morning, the good and perfect gift. The good and perfect gift. 700 years before the birth of Jesus, the prophet Isaiah said this, Unto us is born, a child is born, unto us a son is given. Isaiah 9.6 That prophecy was fulfilled there and when Jesus came there in, uh, in Matthew, and we read about it in the Gospels and John. And, uh, but I, I think of John 3.16 this time of the year. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus Christ was that Christmas gift. And He still is the greatest Christmas gift ever given. And God never gives anything but the best. Amen? The Bible says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. With deep gratitude for this, this gift, the Apostle Paul said this, Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. Christmas is that blessed time of the year when nearly uh, everyone's thoughts turn to gifts and, and giving. And I believe uh, uh, this is, you see ample evidence in how much money, the enormous amount of money that is spent uh, on gifts and things such as that. And uh, this time of the year, they say uh, this year, Black Friday was, was a tremendous success for all the retailers and all the things such as that. And there was a lot of crazy people. I, this was the first year I didn't go Black Friday shopping. Uh, you can do it online now, so uh, don't leave. Don't don't go out with the crazies unless you just really enjoy watching people. Uh, then go out there and, and do something fun like that. But uh, brother brother uh, uh, Eli McGinnis, he calls me up and he says, Pastor, I know you like going out Black Friday shopping. He says, Give me some advice. Tell me what to do. And I said, Well, I tell you what I'd do. I said, If I were you, I said I would just whenever if you see something you want in someone's cart, just grab it out and put it in your cart and then flash your badge. And, and everything will be all right. And he said, he said I don't think I'll do that. So um, I gave him good advice. He just wouldn't take it. Uh, but anyways, this time of the year we spend a lot of money on things 
uh, on people that we love, and, and, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that uh, as long as we're not spending, uh, spending more than what we really should be, and, and uh, it's the thought that counts anyways. And, um, and as we think of gifts and giving at this Christmas season, let us meditate on this fact. For God so loved the world that he gave. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now, I, I think about this verse, and a lot of things come to my mind when I think about for God so loved the world that he gave. I think I try to, not that I'm God or I can even put myself in God's shoes, but uh, to think how God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. I couldn't do that. I couldn't give my daughter for as much as I love this church, as much as I love people. Uh, I, I, could, I couldn't say that I would give my daughter up to be a sacrifice for someone, especially someone that despised and rejected me. Anyways, the blessed Heavenly Father gave us the first Christmas gift, the best Christmas gift. The Bible says in Romans 8.32, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Salvation is the gift of God. And the scripture says this, For the wage of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I want to turn your attention to James chapter 1, verse 17, a very familiar portion of scripture. And this is where we get our message from. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, once again, we thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, we thank you for all that you do for us. Lord, we thank you for the unspeakable gift, the, uh, the gift of eternal life, the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ coming to this earth to die for sinful man such as I. And Lord, to give us uh, eternal life. Lord, I'm so thankful for that gift that you bestow upon every man that you give to every man uh, that will only receive it. Lord, I ask that you would uh, just be present with us this morning, speak to our hearts on as only you can. Lord, we'll give you all the praise and glory and the honor that comes from it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I, I, there's a few things that I want us to think about this perfect, this good and perfect gift. Number one, I want you to notice that this gift is unsolicited. It's unsolicited. It's a gift that is unsolicited. A couple times already this year, uh, this Christmas season, I've been asked, uh, what would you like for Christmas? Uh, I, I, or what can I get you for Christmas? I've asked, I've asked others uh, what they would like for Christmas. Many times gifts are a result of a specific request, but not so for God. You know, uh, his Christmas gift, his was unsolicited. It wasn't man who saw his need and asked God uh, uh, for help. It, it was the Blessed Father who foresaw the, our need and sent his only begotten Son to be a propitiation for our sins. The Bible says in 1 John 2, 2, And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not our sins only, but for all the sins of the whole world. You see, when Adam and Eve sinned and fled from the presence of God, it wasn't Adam who saw uh, the need and sought the Father, but it was the Father who, who, knowing Adam's need, sought him. It was God who asked, Where art thou, Adam? And not Adam who said, Where art thou, God? 
You see, it was God who asked that. Remember that this that salvation was not an afterthought with God. God knew before the foundations of the earth that He was going to have to send His only begotten Son to be a propitiation for my sins and for your sins. The Bible says the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Before we were ever thought of uh, in our minds or before this world was even created, God knew in His foreknowledge, He knew that man would sin. He knew that. Sinners are pictured in the Bible as lost sheep. Now, I'm not a farmer. I, I don't know a whole lot about sheep. I've seen some sheep out here, and they're not real smart. But uh, the sheep, and, and brother, brother Tim even has a good joke. He told the kids last night, he says, Now be careful around them sheep. They're bad sheep. And he thought that was funny. I don't get it, but he thought it was funny. But the sheep are, are told, are, they, I, what I know about them is they're, they're, they're dumb. Okay, they're not very smart. And the Bible calls us sheep. Uh, uh, it says, all we like sheep have gone astray. Now I'm told that sheep are, they're geographically moronic. I mean, they're, they're, they're uh, that a lost sheep left to himself will never find his way home. That's why there's a shepherd. They will wander further and further away. And how wonderful at this blessed Christmas season to think that the greatest gift ever given was unsolicited. We didn't ask for it. The Bible says why we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for us. The Christmas gift is unsolicited, but also I see that it's unlimited. It's unlimited. The Bible says, for God so loved the, help me, the world. Aren't you thankful for that? For God so loved the world. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible says this in 2 Peter 3, 9, The Lord is not slack concerning His promises, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Romans 5, 6 says this, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Guess who's the ungodly? You. Guess who's the ungodly? Me. Christ died for the ungodly. He died for each person in this world. Some de uh, department stores, I don't know about if you realize this, but some department stores, they cater to uh, the upper class. The gifts they offer for sale are so expensive that uh, many people can't afford them. Uh, some very poor families are unable to enjoy gifts that are enjoyed by the middle to upper class society. But thanks be unto God for his Christmas gift. It's unlimited. Uh, the, the Bible promises is in uh, John 3.16, For God so loved the world. Now we need to get a hold of that. Sometimes we, we quote it so fast and we just look past all the great stuff that's in that verse. Uh, the other day a little boy was coming out of here. He was three and a half, four years old. And his mama said, Says, tell pastor, tell pastor your verse. And uh, so friends of ours, and he started quoting John 3, 16. And he had it, I mean, he had the words, I mean, he said it so fast. You would, but you know what, that's how we are so many times. We just, we quote it and we miss all the good stuff in here. For God so loved the world. Get a hold of that, that God loves you. You're in that world. He loves me. 
that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus Christ was God's gift to the entire world. No one, no matter how rich, no matter how poor, are excluded. He is a propitiation for our sins and not ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. In Hebrews 2.9 it says this, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. Get a hold of that. So many times we think, I, I, I have a hard time thinking that only Christ died for a few. He died for all. Now only a few will accept that. The Bible says he died for every man, no matter how educated, uneducated, no matter how wealthy, no matter how poor, no matter how privileged or underprivileged, no matter how unloved or loved or unwanted. God's Christmas gift is unlimited. Aren't you thankful for that tonight or this morning? No one will die and go to hell and look back and say, say this, I wanted to be saved, but Jesus Christ didn't die for me. Because the fact of the matter is, is Jesus did die for you. The gift is available to one and all, and no one is excluded except for he who excludes himself by refusing to trust Jesus Christ as Savior. In the last great invitation in the Bible, our Lord opens the door as widely as he can, and he says this, The Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that athirst come, and whosoever will, let him taste the water of life freely. Remember, who's the living water? Jesus Christ is the living water. God's Christmas gift is unlimited, it's, un, it's unsolicited, but thirdly, it's unspeakable. You think about it. Man, it's a wonderful gift. I can't even describe it. Thinking of this wonderful gift, the Apostle Paul says, Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Rest assured that God never gives anything but the best. I said this earlier, but every good gift and every perfect gift comes from, uh, cometh from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variables nor shadow of turning. Jesus Christ is God's unspeakable gift. He is beyond all that, he could, that we could ever hope for. He is indescribable and He is inexpressible, really. Perhaps Charles Wesley was thinking of this when he wrote this, Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise, the glories of my God and King, His triumphs of His grace, my gracious Master and my God, assist me to proclaim, to spread through all the earth abroad, Thy honors of Thy name. For ages and ages, songwriters and poets have, have attempted to describe God's glorious Christmas gift. Preachers all around the world have preached unnumbered sermons about uh, God's unspeakable gift. But as the Bible says, the half has yet been told of the goodness and the graciousness of our Lord and Savior and of God's Christmas gift. It's unspeakable. I see that God's Christmas gift, it's unsolicited, it's unlimited, it's unspeakable, but also I see that it's unchanging. It never changes. You know, there's a lot of things in this world that change. I, I, times change, styles change. Uh, you know, the things... Um, I don't know about you, but this, there's a thing going on today with kids' kids' clothing that they want holes in their pants. 
They, they're like, yeah, have you guys seen this? I mean, they have holes all over in their pants and stuff like that. When I was a kid, and probably most of you, whenever you were younger, if you had a hole in your pants, you were embarrassed because you were poor. <laughs> I mean, you just you didn't want to wear holes in your pants, but now it's the, it's the thing. It's the cool thing. I mean, you buy pants. You don't buy pants that are new. You buy pants that are holy. Anybody explain that to me? I mean, I, I really don't get it. But we do it. We buy it. You know, just go to Goodwill and get you some pants and just put some rips in them, I guess, instead of... I know there was some... I don't know I'm getting on a rant here, but I know this one person in particular that went to the store and paid $70 for a pair of ripped pants. That's crazy. Amen. Paying $70 for a pair of pants is crazy. But anyways, for a ripped pair? That's my rant for the day. Anyways... I don't even know where I was going with that, but oh, times has changed and styles have changed and and uh, attitudes and tastes change and and even history books change and math books change. They're rewriting math. It's crazy. Nearly everything we know changes, but Jesus Christ, God's unchanging gift, never changes. He never changes. His perfection demands it. There can be no moral change in Jesus. Why? Because if he got any better, then he was never perfect. If he got any worse, then he would no longer be perfect. See, it would mean that he was no longer perfect. But not only is there no moral change in Jesus, there's no change within himself. He never changes from understanding uh, uh, to more understanding, from patient to more patient, from merciful to more merciful, from willing to more willing. All that Jesus is, He always has been, and He always will be. He forever will be. He never changes. He says, I change not. Christmas gifts will receive, we received several years ago have become obsolete. But Jesus is always current. Think about the greatest, the perfect, and good Christmas gift. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Last night, that young lady that got saved, she received the greatest Christmas gift that anyone could ever get. The greatest gift. The perfect gift. The good gift. You see, He's the same today, yesterday, and forever. He was, he, was, uh, he was the same to, to those who trusted Him as Savior years ago as He is today. We enjoy the same Savior uh, and salvation that Spurgeon and Whitfield and F.B. Myers and Martin Luther and, and all, the, all the saints of old. We, we experience the same salvation and the same Savior as they did. See, God's Christmas gifts unsolicited. It's unlimited, unspeakable. Unchanging, but consider with me also that it's undeserved. It's undeserved. When I think about this, this is what really gets me. God died for the ungodly. When he was on the cross and those people that were spitting on him and they were cursing his name, and do you realize that he died for them? Those Roman soldiers that beat our Savior, He died for them. 
that brother, that family member, that cousin, whatever, that friend that has the foulest mouth and lives the most wicked world, worldly lifestyle, he died for them. You, as wicked and as wretched as you are and as I am, he died for me. And I don't deserve it. And neither do you. The very fact that salvation is a gift indicates that it's undeserved. I remember when I was a kid, I always tried to be good around Christmas time. Because I want to make sure I got a gift. But you know the fact of this is, my parents weren't going to give me, they were going to give me Christmas gifts whether I was bad or good. Because they loved me. Maybe not as much, but they're going to give me Christmas gifts. See, a gift is something offered with no strings attached. No strings attached. If I was to give you something, that's exactly what it is. It's a gift. You know, salvation is holy by grace. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You think about the gift. You don't have to work for a gift. It would no longer be a gift. If I, if I was coming here and I were working and, and someone says, here, I got a gift for you, but I, what I need you to do is I need you to go and I want you to mop that back floor back there and I want you to go clean the toilets and I want you to, I want you to go out and mow the grass and I want you to go do this, that would no longer be a gift, but I'd be working for it. Many religions teach that salvation is a part of grace and part of works, but that's simply not the way it is. The Bible says in Romans eleven six, and if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. Regarding those who work for heaven, Jesus said this in Matthew seven twenty two and twenty three. He said, "Many will say unto me that day, Lord, Lord." Have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew thee, or you depart from me, ye that work iniquity. He's saying, hey, I don't care how much you do, how much you say, and how much you give, and how much you try to live a good life. If you've never truly trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ, listen, you will spend eternity in hell. Now that's not popular preaching. It's not a, a popular uh, a teaching today. That everybody wants to, if your good outweighs your bad, then you're going to go to heaven. Hey, hogwash! Because I can tell you this, the thief on the cross, he was a, a, a thief and he deserved what he was getting. And he said this, remember me. And you know what Christ said? Today will be, thou will be with me in paradise. He didn't say, well, let me see. Hang on, let me see here. Uh, I know that you've done a lot of good things, so and your bad things, let's put it on the scale. That's not how, how it is. A lot of times we have in our minds. I know when I was a kid, I, I thought that. I thought, well, as long as I live good enough and as long as I try, my good outweighs my bad. Have you ever heard that teaching before? It's a false teaching sent from the devil himself. It doesn't matter how good you are. If you fit offended in one, you're guilty of all, the Bible says. 
See, works offered to God in an attempt to earn salvation are described by Jesus as works of iniquity. No matter, hey, if you go out, I, we see these people at Walmart and all these uh, retail stores and they, they're ringing the bell, Salvation Army, they're ringing the bell. And I've seen people give to it, and if you give to it, that's between you and the Lord. Whatever you want to do, that's, that's totally up to you. But I see people give to it, but can I tell you something? Just because you give a million dollars to the Salvation Army or to this church or into anything else, that will not get you one step closer to God. It's not what you give. It's what He done and what He gave. He gave His life. No matter how good those works may be, they are still works of iniquity. If one worked to get, earn heaven, the motive behind the work would render ineffective. All Christian service must be motivated by love. The Bible says this in 1 Corinthians 13, 3, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. If one worked to be saved, the service would be motivated by fear rather than love and thus being ineffective. Someone gave us this acrostic. I don't know who it was, but they were very smart for the word grace. The G, Brother Danny likes doing his, his acrostics. G stands for God's. R stands for riches. A for at. C for Christ. And E for expense, God's riches at Christ's expense. That's exactly what grace means. God's riches at Christ's expense. Everything we have, we received one of three ways. We either earned it, we either stole it, or it was given to us. Think about it. Everything we have. Now, if we could go to heaven when we die... Uh, now, if we go to heaven when we die, we'll either earn it, steal it, or someone will give it to us. Can we earn to go our way to heaven? If we had a million lifetimes and worked day and night, there's no way we could earn our way to heaven. The streets in heaven are made of pure gold. So pure, it's like transparent glass. The earth has no way of refining gold that... Uh, this pure. There is no way possible that we can earn our way to sal for salvation. No way we can earn our way to heaven. I don't care if you have Bill Gates' money and the drug lord's money and you had all the money in this world, you still cannot pay your way into heaven. See, and we certainly can't, couldn't steal our way into heaven. The Bible, this Bible says this, thieves have no have uh, their part in the lake of fire. So if we can't earn it and we can't uh, steal it, then there's only one way we can get to heaven. It's got to be a gift. It's got to be given to us. And that is exactly what the Bible says. Jesus said to the woman at the well, remember this, John 4.10 says this, If thou knewest the gift of God... Remember, we're talking about the gift, the good and perfect gift. If thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldst have asked him, and he would have given thee living water. 
God's Christmas gift, it's unsolicited, it's, it's unlimited, it's unspeakable, it's unchanging, it's undeserved, but finally, and sadly, it's unclaimed. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. The sad news is that the whole world has not received the Lord Jesus Christ and will not. Although Christ tasted death for every man, not every man is going to trust Jesus Christ for salvation. To the multiplied millions, Jesus Christ is still a stranger. And His free gift of eternal life goes unclaimed. Our family and friends have made sacrifices to purchase Christmas gifts this time of the year for those that they love. These gifts are wrapped in beautiful packages and most generally laid underneath a Christmas tree. And the excitement builds up as Christmas Day approaches. And I'll just be honest with you, my wife's the worst at this. She's the worst at this, I'll just be honest with you. I don't know where she learned it. But she bought me a Christmas gift, and the day it came in, guess what? She gave it to me. She couldn't hold out. The excitement just overwhelmed her. Now, i got to say this, to be honest. This is the first time I think she's ever done that. Now, me, on the other hand, every time, every time at Christmas I get her something, I'm like, here, I'm going to give it to you. And I don't know about you, but the excitement just kind of overwhelms us. We get all excited. Faith bought one of her friends a Christmas gift, and she says, well, I'm going to give this to him for Christmas. And, and I said, okay, wonderful. That's great. That's, that's wonderful news, and uh, I'm glad that you got this, this special gift for this person. And, and it came in on, uh, I think it was Tuesday this week. Uh, the person missed school on Wednesday, and on Thursday, the first chance, the first opportunity she had to give that Christmas gift it wasn't next week. Whenever we were going to be gone, you know, before we leave, it was that day. She had to give it to him right there, right then and there. She was so overwhelmed with the excitement of giving anybody else like that. Yeah, you like looking at your kids whenever they open up, they get that excitement, and they, they, they get all excited, and they open up the gifts, and, and, and mothers and fathers, they watch their joyful faces on their children as they open up these beautiful gifts that you spent all day wrapping, and, and they say, oh, mother, this is exactly what I wanted. Oh, dad, this is exactly what I wanted. And then hugs and kisses, and, and mother, mother and father, their, their grateful child says, thank you, and, and then another package is open. Opened and then the scene is repeated. Oh, Mom, Dad, thank you so much. But how sad to imagine that after that sacrifice, that you, the time that you spent, the money that you spent, the expense, some gift is unclaimed. Some package is unopened. How sad the giver must feel to think that the gift is not wanted. I don't know about you, but I, I enjoy. The Bible says it's better to give than to receive. And as i gotten older, when I was a kid, I didn't understand that. I wanted to get all I can get. Don't laugh at me, Brother Brian. You were the same way. And he still is. But when I was a kid, I wanted everything I could get. But now that I'm an adult, I just can't wait to give. 
I love giving to my kids and to my friends and my loved ones. I just love giving. I can't wait, but this is a sad thing. If I put all my heart and my effort and all my everything that I had into giving you something, and you just cast it by the side, you didn't care to even open it, how bad would I feel? Let me put it in your shoes. Pastor, I, we worked all year. We wanted to get you something special. We, think, we thought about this. We prayed about this. We really worked hard to get you this. We got this some, something special for you. Here it is. And I say, oh. And I never open it. How ungrateful would I be? How bad would you feel? Think about this. God has given us the greatest gift that anyone could ever receive. He's got it beautifully packaged. And it's laying right here for you to receive. All you have to do, you don't have to work for it. You don't have to do anything for it. All you have to do is accept it. But sadly, millions upon millions don't take that gift. It's still unclaimed today. The death of Jesus on the cross is sufficient for all. But it's only efficient for only those who will believe. The words believe and receive are synonymous in the scriptures. The Bible says in John 1.12, But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name to believe and to receive. The Bible word believe means to trust, to depend, to rely on. The, to receive God's Christmas gift simply means that one admits that he's a sinner. He believes the gospel story that Jesus died, that, that he was born a virgin, that he lived sinless life, and that he, was, that he uh, was crucified, but he rose again the third day. And then we trust completely on him to save us. That's the perfect and good gift that God offers you today. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, don't leave the gift under the tree, unclaimed, unwanted. God spared no expense. God gave his best. God gave us his all that you might have eternal life. Maybe you're here and you're saved, but you haven't been thankful for what God has done for you. You haven't thanked him for the unspeakable gift of the Lord Jesus Christ and his salvation. I'm going to encourage you to thank him this morning. Thank Him for this wonderful, good gift and perfect gift. You hear this morning, you say, Pastor, I don't know for sure if I was to die today, I'd go to heaven. I don't know that for sure, anyone like that? Maybe you hear and you say, Pastor, I'm saved, but I haven't been living for God like I should. The Lord knows it. I haven't been living like I should. Pastor, pray for me. I need your prayers. I need to get right with God. I need to get back in the fold. I need to start living for Him once again like I, I know I should be. 
Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you again for your love, your mercy, and your grace. You know the need this morning. Lord, help us not to forget to be thankful for this unspeakable gift, this perfect and good gift that you offer. Lord, I thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, if there's one here that doesn't know you, either here in this room or listening on the radio or on Facebook or whatever avenue this morning, Lord, I pray, Lord, that they would come to know you before it's eternally too late. Lord, we love you. Thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Brother Adam's going to play softly. God has spoke to your heart. I'm going to encourage you to find a place at the altar. Maybe you want to thank him for this good and perfect gift. Every good and perfect gift is from above. I've had some wonderful gifts in my life, but the greatest gift I've ever received was the gift of salvation. Thank you so much for your attention this morning. Do appreciate you being here in the house of the Lord. Hope and pray that you've been blessed. If you haven't been, haven't seen our Back to Bethlehem uh, this year, make sure you come tonight uh, from 6. Uh, it, uh, if you don't know how it works, from 6 to 8.30, you can come anytime. We'll have, we have chili and hot dogs and uh, have all kinds of refreshments back there. I think there was a cookie or two still left back there. Uh, there actually, we have a lot of cookies, all right? And so uh, might even send you home a bag of cookies. I don't know. Uh, but make sure you come tonight and uh, for our Back to Bethlehem. Uh, there's a lot of time and effort put into this, but also get your season started off on the right foot, all right? Uh, I, that's what I've been trying to tell folks. We appreciate you coming and starting your Christmas off right here at Putnamville Baptist Church. And for many people, it's a, it's a tradition. They come every year, and that's how they start their Christmas off. And so we're th- so thankful for uh, this great ministry. So I uh, just rem- want to remind you of that. Uh, then, So there's no, no service, uh, second service this morning, all right? I want you to be back tonight if you're able to. Uh, even if you've walked through it again, it's worth walking through through again. Amen? All right. So I want to encourage you to do so. And then on, uh, just want to remind you of this, on December the 25th is Christmas this year, of course, but it's on a Wednesday. And so we will not have services on Christmas Day. Um, I know that we like having, it's all about the Lord and stuff, but the reality is this, that a lot of people are going to be out of town. They're going to be with family. Family's going to be in. And so there'll be no services on Christmas uh, day on that Wednesday. We'll have a special service on the 22nd, and then on the 29th, we're going to have the Lord's Supper, so please remember these events. And then on uh, uh, this month, the 12th, uh, Brother Jack and Miss Martha Schaus has an anniversary, so remember them in your, your prayers. And then our Mission of the Week, Brother Joshua and Melissa Booth, our Deacon Week, Brother Danny Lovejoy, our Family Week, Brother Caleb and Miss Haley McGinnis, and then our Trustee Week, Brother Phil Bowsman. Remember these folks in your prayers if you would. We'll go ahead and have the men come forward. We'll take up this morning's tithes and offerings. Brother Tim, sir, would you please? faith.
soul that was saved this week. And Lord, we pray for those that will be attending tonight that you would just soften their hearts even now. Lord, we thank you and praise you for your goodness. Thank you for what you've blessed us with. We ask your blessings on this portion. We'll give back to you. In Jesus' name, amen. I do want to say this before we leave this morning. I want to say thank you to all those that have taken part uh, in our Back to Bethlehem. This is something that, I tell you, it's, it's a lot of work. And uh, I appreciate all those that come out on the, the last few weeks on the work days. Uh, appreciate those that even weren't able to come out, but you prayed. And so each part... Each part it has, uh, each person has a part in this ministry, and whether you gave to it, uh, or whether you prayed, or, or whether you participated, thank you so much. I, I do appreciate. I know they're not looking for this, but I appreciate Brother Adam, Miss Evelyn, uh, for heading it up, and uh, then all the hard work by uh, the countless number of folks that have come, spent their time, their money, and their efforts on that. So thank you, Church, for doing this, and uh, I, I'm just excited that one got saved last night. And I tell you, that just makes, you, it, makes it all worth it. Even though we know that uh, we don't see all the rewards sometimes, um, but God just opened that up so we could see it. And just I needed to see that. I don't know about you, but I needed to see that and hear that. So, all right. Thank you so much. Let's all stand. We'll close in a word of prayer. And I do appreciate you being here this morning. Come back Wednesday night for our, our evening service. We're... Lord, we we'll continue our study in the book of John. I'm going to ask uh, uh, Brother Brian, sir, would you please close the word?